since then. Boy, the gang's back together. Spenno the Govorn to my left, Maddie Gash to my right, I'm Tom Hackett, Trevor Allen. Behind the board, gents, it feels like it's been an eternity. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. It's uh, glad to be back here. Well, I'm glad you guys welcomed me back into the studio yeah. once again. Up the lads! Up uh, <laughs> the lads! And the lasses. Boy, Women's World Cup. Next time you... Um, Women's World Cup. What a treat that's been, by the way. Um, Scotland knocked out. Rachel Corsi coming back. Beautiful. That was an atrocity, wasn't it? So there, there, there have been some crazy penalties. You're not Mike Conley over there, I'll tell you. <laughs> What's that Just about Mike Conley? Go there. This is the Mike Conley episode, isn't it? Just yeah. had to go there. Yeah, the first thing Trev said when he came in, if, you, if anyone of uh, you guys brings up Mike Conley, I swear to beep, beep, beep. Um, that's he, why he's never Apparently, he spent a lot of time on Mike Conley stories today. Yeah, a lot of Mike Conley. I'm like six or seven stories up on, up on our website, kslsports.com. Yeah, you, you want to know why he's been writing so much about Mike Conley? Because huh. the Jazz traded for Mike Conley. Yeah, he's, he's actually trending right now on Twitter, is Mike Conley. Is Mike Conley trending? 46 and a half. He's coming to the city of Utah, tweet. by the way. Yeah, the city of Utah. <laughs> That is true. I, He's I also paid to play basketball, that, thank goodness. Yeah. I saw someone point out that when Dirk Nowitzki made the same mistake, he was getting killed. And now everyone in Salt Lake is like, yeah, City of Utah, we'll change it for you, Mike, you're the man. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but whenever Boston doesn't get a championship and some guy says that Salt Lake City, or no, that, that Utah was a city... Donovan calls him out for it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good for Donovan. Can we move on from basketball? Because we, we're at the end of my knowledge we've, now. So we've let's move on. <laughs> Thus concludes the Mike Conley portion of can, today's Mike Conley show. Can, the can, can, the can we talk about the Sonics uh, for a minute? Oh, sorry, man. Oh, come on. Sorry, man. All right. Uh, we're rowdy today, if you can't tell. Um, clam chowder went the other way. Undefeated. Sorry, Jake Crowder. Sorry. Shout clam chowder. trap hole. Really good team. Uh, so let's... Uh, I guess because we all haven't been here for a while. Uh, I double booked myself last Wednesday. Idiot. Matt had other obligations. Spenno was Idiot. stuck with Trevor, or maybe Trevor was stuck with Trevor. I'm not entirely sure. But Trevor, Trevor was stuck with Trevor podcast. Shut up, the lads. Trevor was stuck. Hey Trevor, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really good. Thanks. Club update. Story for that. Club update. Can we get a club update, please? Well, what are we doing? Club updates. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Are we going to restart this podcast? Or no, we're going to go from here, right? Should we cut? All right. And now, your Real Salt Lake Club update. Oh, I hate it every time. It's brought to you in for by Matt Gash. Matty, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm really disappointed I couldn't hear the club update sounder there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Update! Hear ye, hear ye, up the lads. Club update for Real Salt Lake. Jefferson Savarino remains with Venezuela, who has two scoreless draws in the first two games of the... What is it? Copa. Copa America. America. Thank you. I almost said Confederations Cup, which is a completely different... Confederate Cup. Um... A win on, uh, when is it, Saturday, uh, could put Venezuela through, depending on results between uh, Peru Brazil and, Brazil. and Peru. 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 Thank you. Peru. Um, as it stands, they have a good chance of, of getting through. Um, moving on. Uh, yeah, Bolivia is terrible. <laughs> Bolivia is terrible. So, Great. yeah. That's, that's, they uh, don't have a point yet. So. Carry on. Carry uh, on. We also like day. going to Chicago to face the fire at Seat Geek Stadium. <laughs> 
is about 90 miles outside of downtown <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. That's a trash view, Illinois, especially on a weekday, though. Oh, horrendous. Uh, I, I can say this. My good friend and current Arsenal assistant coach, Freddie Lindberg, told me. Oh, he was so good. Weekday games in Bridgeview are about the worst thing imaginable. Because they've got to leave so early to get to the stadium to avoid traffic. And if they don't, they're sitting in traffic for a good two hours to get there. Anyhow. The multimillionaire, Freddie Lundberg, by the he way. He was so <laughs> good. I haven't heard his name in years. He had red hair. Man, he was good. Handsome as well. He played with Patrick Vieira, didn't yep. he? Oh, yeah. That midfield. Oh, he's brilliant. Invincibles. Thierry Henry. Oh, wow. yeah. and, and I'll say it again, proper handsome. Lund- he's a handsome fellow. Oh, he's yeah, a handsome yeah. fellow. Oh, is he Swedish? Yeah. Swedish. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on. <laughs> now, that I'm, now that I'm done name dropping for the segment, uh, my friend Freddie. Well, no, wait, wait, what? Yeah, that's a real thing, though. <laughs> and then my buddy Obafemi Martins. We'll get an update later about him. <laughs> he was good too. <laughs> um, I just, ha- I just wanted to congratulate him on the show because I know he listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, we love you because you had red hair. At one point, he has no hair now. Yes, um, and he looks well. You're attractive, it? Swede. Swede. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so RSL in Chicago. Doing? Is that green tea, uh, Tom? Yeah, it's coming it's, out. Yeah. Guys, I have so much editing to do because of you guys. This There's is no ridiculous. swearing. Yeah, we haven't no, done anything just, wrong, Trev. You <laughs> into you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to beep that out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> All right, uh, club updates. Oh, Albert Rusnak's back. Albert Rusnak's back from uh, his his matches with uh, Slovakia. <laughs> they uh, they smashed somebody. Uh, uh, Azerbaijan. They, that's the one. Five one. Yep. He played Ooh. all ninety. Uh, he minutes played all ninety too. minutes. Uh, no goals, no assists, but good uh, performance nonetheless. Um, what else do we got? Our under twenty three. Our under twenty three kids are back. Yes. However. Our young kids, our uh, David Ochoa, Luis Arriaga, Julian Vasquez, they're all away with the U19 RSL team playing in Academy Playoffs right now Excellent. in Oceanside, California. Oh, um, you know, I didn't bring up uh, or put on the sheet that I should have. Uh, the new um, Academy director. Yes, Tom, Tom Spall. Yes. We did talk about Very him briefly last yeah. week. Briefly last yeah. week. Okay. Thanks, really thanks for listening. Much about him. Thanks for listening so, last yeah, week. Can't say I did. Uh, um, yeah, no, did I, to be honest with you. But, um, <laughs> good, uh, it's got a good track record. Yeah, good track, track record. record. I think this is, this is a, I, I think I mentioned this to you guys before, the first domino to fall of, I would say, several um, that really set into motion uh, the future of the organization. It's, it's going to be a very... Uh, as much as we've uh, focused on the academy and getting players developed through that system and uh, youth development as a whole, I think once you see uh, everything that, that uh, the crew has put into place for the academy moving forward, uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement, I think, about where this club can go in the future, uh, primarily through its academy growth. If... if um Tom Spall grew out a goatee beard. He could look a little bit like Walter White from Breaking Bad. Him and Craig Weibel would have a face off. Walter White face off. I think that is yeah. a great social media post. Yeah. Well, is it? Probably not. But Maybe that's not. It's, it's, it's what? It's a social media post. Yeah, it is a. <laughs> it's what I think about when I'm on the toilet. 
those are the kind of thoughts that pop into my head. Is that right? Yeah, like random. Well, that's just brilliant news, but he kind of looks like Walt White. That was about three o'clock in the morning. You know that well, what? midnight pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The midnight one. Uh, it's the Dave and Buster's um, and, and oh, <laughs> coming up. And you uh, followed that up. You, you followed that up with though. To be fair, about how much Trevor resembles David Beckham. Yes. Oh, I really want to say what I was thinking, <laughs> but I can't say it. Easy. Um, all right. Um, uh, beyond that, uh, Utah testing. Royals FC six players at the World Cup. Uh, one of them. Uh, coming home, Rachel Corsi, uh, a good chance for Katie Bowen to get through with New Zealand with a win on Thursday. Uh, U.S. and Canada already through to the round of 16, um, and we'll see how far they can go. Uh, a possibility of a U.S.-Canada matchup in the round of 16, which could be interesting. Awesome. Uh, while we're talking about the Royals, they're yeah. coming off that 1-0 victory. 1-0 victory, Amy Rodriguez, fifth goal of the year. What a cracker, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Worldy, wasn't it? And uh, I, I said to her after the game, because we're tight, me and Amy, we're friends. Wait, wait, is Amy listening <laughs> to as well? Rodriguez, <laughs> like, what are we just finding out? Uh, I said to her after the game, I was like, Amy, that was ridiculous. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> well, I, was, honest thing. I just got going, and then I was like, uh, I'm just going to shoot it. Just hit it. <laughs> so uh, that was NWSL uh, Goal of the Week. Yes, Goal of the Week. Uh, and Nicole Barnhart, five saves. For her fifth shutout of the season, five wins now for Utah Royals FC. They'll head to Portland, a matchup of two versus three in the NWSL standings. Portland That's just on won Friday night. Yes, late two, nine o'clock, I think. Yeah, uh, nine o'clock uh, Mountain Time. Yeah, Portland just one point behind the Royals too, which is uh, exciting. Um, Monarchs, Monarchs, five three win two weeks oh, ago. What a game! I saw Amy Rodriguez there. She was there. I, I. Saw her, I clocked her, and I was like, I, I'm not going to go and say hello. She'll be like, Who are you? Huh? Like, you were. So I didn't. I was like, No, nah, I'll just sit down. And then you said, uh, I'm a friend of Matt. You know. Yeah. You know, Matt. <laughs> Matt Gash. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, cracking game, by the but way. But good result for them. Uh, they go on the road this weekend. They'll play Colorado Springs on Saturday. Yes. Yes. I think it's a 7 p.m. kick. 7, yeah, 7 p.m. kick. Um, on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Monarchs in 17th spot. Uh, Colorado Spring Switchbacks. Interesting name. Uh, they're, again, only one point behind the Monarchs. Uh, two, some big games for the Royals and Monarchs coming and, up. And with the Monarchs, I think you look at... If you look at the starting lineups they've had over the course of uh, what what you would call maybe their inconsistent stretch they've had in the, in the last bit, uh, one notable absence, Jack Blake... I think once he gets back in there, you're looking at a completely different team. I think he's he's their captain for a reason. He's kind of been their engine. The uh, Englishman. Yep. Uh, yeah, really, really posted. solid player for them. Uh, in his absence, Michael Chang's done really well. Um, uh, Douglas Martinez uh, with two goals a couple weeks ago. He's a he's a player. He's a talent. Um, and they've also got a young man at the African Cup of Nations right now. Uh, and uh, when he gets back. Another opportunity to kind of add to the depth of that roster. All right. So there's, well, there's a lot going on at the club. Um, that, even that'll... though it's been quiet. Even though you feel like it's been quiet, but yeah, no, there's, um, and there, there's still more to talk about, obviously. We've got a game this upcoming Saturday, 6 o'clock, away from home, 
um, against Chicago. There's Savarino rumors, which Matt probably can't join the, in the conversation, but uh, we'll tell he you what they are. can just make some other ones up. Yeah, we can, I guess he can, yeah. Um, Draw up the, uh, the pr- drive up the price. That's what we're looking for. And then Sell Ma- high. And then Mike Petke obviously addressed the media yesterday, had some interesting uh, remarks. So there's plenty to talk about. We'll take our one and only timeout. We'll uh, come back with uh, Chicago and the preparation that's needed. Goodbye. Be back soon. Bye. I won't be back. Well, I will be. But I'm coming still back. Still be right now. here. Yeah, yeah, we're here. <laughs> what? Back in to the Lions' den. Um, RSL obviously coming off a, a, a disappointing loss. Really fun first segment. Really fun first segment. Yeah, that was good. Um, there was a lot of laughter, so we hope you guys joined in on the fun. If you understood. I was going to say, you probably had no idea. Um, regardless, RSL coming off a disappointing 3-0 loss. We knew it was going to be difficult, uh, but I guess we were hoping... For more of a contest, uh, as soon as that Carlos Vela goal went in eight minutes into the game, you, you did feel as though it was going to be really hard if it wasn't already hard enough for Real Salt Lake to come back, and it proved hmm. to be that way. But let's move on because you... Certainly there, opportunities. There were, there were opportunities. Tate Schmidt had the one early in the second half that it, it was one of those that it felt like he puts that away. It's, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to say it's a different game, but goals change games. And they do. Certainly, uh, at least it, maybe it would have left a different feeling coming out of that game. Positives from that game, or at least the, the takeaways I got, were uh, Tate Schmidt being one of them, mm-hmm. and Andrew Brody. I thought yep. they were arguably, and, and maybe this is a bad thing, but they're arguably the best players on the pitch for the game well, against well, LAFC. I think, again, we kind of can look at that both ways. Either that's bad that the rest right. of the team didn't elevate their game, or you can look at it in the positive aspect and say, Two young players who had an opportunity to prove themselves did. Made the most of it. Yeah. So they, they, they were good. They were really good, and that's promising. Uh, but regardless, LAFC, you could argue, um, are the best team in the land. Yeah. So uh, 3-0 the final score. Okay. Uh, Chicago, they're not the best team in the land. Although they do have talent, but uh, mm-hmm. they're on a five-game losing streak. They're yet to win a game throughout five. Well, I shouldn't say five-game losing streak because they've drawn in between, but uh, they haven't won for five games. So... Um, they're uh, struggling, to say the least. In fact, they're struggling so much they lost to St. Saint- Louis yep. Yep. FC, which is a USL team, 2-1 in the fourth round of the US Open Cup. So I guess I guess when you look at it that way, you'd rather be in RSL shoes, lose to the best team in the land as opposed to a, a USL team, 2-1. But uh, they've got talent uh, in in Nicolas Gaitan being, I guess, the main the main player on that team leads them in assists, uh, has a handful of goals too. Bastian Feinsteiger still kicking it, believe it or not. In fact, as if I, do, if I remember correctly, Bastian Feinsteiger scored an absolute perler last time these two teams yep. met in Rio Tinto. So he came off the bench at halftime. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just, no, I'm just going off the flow here. Yeah. And he put one in the back of the net from what looked to be about 30, 35 yards. Yeah. I love. Nearly gave uh, David James. Am I allowed to say David James' name? Na- yeah, nearly yeah. gave him an aneurysm on that one. Oh, he, it was a great it, strike. It, it, Tom yeah. had an aneurysm on the freaking yeah. sideline. I can I, tell you that. He uh, grabbed me so hard, I had finger mark bruised for like a week. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, As we were saying. Yes. 
I'm a ma- I'm a massive Bastion's Feinsteiger fan. That's you know who else I'm a massive fan of? Carlos and this Rella. is off the cuff. Love Carlos. Yes, uh, Michael Ballack. Yeah. Do you remember Michael Ballack? Of course. Oh my word. Yeah, so here's a question player. for you guys. Just Chelsea played I, in Seattle back in 2010. I got to interview him. It was oh, awesome. Man. It was and awesome. then you became firm friends, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> well, actually, that's how we met Freddie Lundberg. <laughs> We're expecting interviews with Michael Ballack now on your <laughs> podcast as well. Okay. Interviews podcast. I'll see what I can do. Um, just a question out of, you know, I guess it's off the cuff. But um, why are the Germans so good at penalty kicks? Like they are and have been the best. I feel pen- like there's a punchline here. Uh, no, no, the reason. Turn the mics off, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, they've been the best penalty kick takers for years since mm. I was a kid. You knew. I'll tell you what it is. They, they are, are that good. mentally efficient. Yeah, mentally. I was I was going to say the same thing. Just ruthless efficiency, such discipline, and. Uh, you hate to kind of stereotype a team that way, but they've been that way. If they, uh, the, you know, it's a stereotype for a reason. They've, been, they've, that's the way they've been for as as long as I can remember. They're, they're really good. I mean, since I was a kid, as I said, they've been. And Michael Ballack was. And there's nothing tremendous. fancy about him. No, you know? they, they they're, smash they're just them. So. There's no inside of the foot penalty kick takers from from Germany. I feel like it's all laces, power behind it. Shut up, Tom. Uh, Matty, <laughs> Chicago. What yeah, do you make of Chicago? I mean, this is a uh, it's a good opportunity for RSL to to start off this this second half of the season, if you will. It's a big second uh, coming half coming off too. the break. Um, so many of RSL's players healthy, fit, ready to go. Um, and you've got some guys coming out of that U23 camp with maybe a little extra confidence. Um, you've got uh, Albert Rusnak, who's traditionally done pretty well when he comes back from uh, international duty. Um, and to have that break, I think it's uh, the break came at a good time for RSL. Um, kind of the calm before the storm. Um, after the Chicago game, eight of the next 11 at home. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, uh, when you look at the standings and you, and you talk about positions in the standings and uh, this and that. Uh, there's only one team in the Western Conference who's played fewer home games at this point than RSL, and that's Portland. Um, and so when you think about that, when you think about 11 home games versus 8 road games for the rest of the season, uh, a good opportunity for RSL to kind of do that, uh, I, I want to say traditional, because that's the way it's kind of stood under Mike is second half of the year has mm-hmm. been when they find their form, when they find their consistency, if you will, and and really kind of make that big playoff push. Fell just a point short uh, two years ago. Uh, last year got in, um, I believe, two points ahead of L.A., uh, one or two points ahead of L.A., um, and... Uh, you know, it, it's it's shaping up like it's going to be that tight again at the end of the year, um, where you know you look at where uh, Kansas City's below the line right now, Portland's obviously below the line, um, and then you look at Minnesota, Dallas, Houston ab- above the line. Um, but in the case of Houston, nine home, four away through their first thirteen games, they're going to be playing a lot of road games through the rest of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they're able to navigate that second half of the season. I think what you can when you look at the standings right now, you can you can safely say LAFC and LA are gonna be playoff bound. Yeah. You could probably say the same about Seattle. Based on how many yeah. home games Houston have played, I wouldn't put them in the category. So really the top three teams that are gonna play playoff soccer are, are the two LA teams and Seattle. And outside of that, I mean 
who knows what could happen. But uh, it's a big second half of the year. RSL have a lot of home games. We, by now, understand how, how much better they play at home as they as they do away. But, you know, that's much like most MLS teams out there yeah. based on the miles mm-hmm. travelled. So um, that's no dig at RSL by any means. It's just uh, advantage them. Uh, well, I think one other Sorry. thing to, to Matty, note on that ahead. is you, you're going to have stretches where you're playing two and three home games in a row. Um, where maybe you can get a little bit of momentum, get a little bit of of, of rhythm to the way you're playing uh, before you go on the road, to, uh, you know, to face uh, some of those tough road games they've seen. And um, I know you're going to throw to it here in a minute, but Mike Petke is. Uh, it looks like he may be taking a bit of a different approach in the second half of the year as well. Yeah, I've, I've got some comments um, on the sound that we have from Mike Petke addressed the media on Tuesday. Uh, but quickly, before we get to that, Spenner, hmm. your, your your thoughts on on Chicago before we uh, head 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 onwards? Yeah, not not massively impressed so far. You know, a promising start to the season. Just they're you know wildly inconsistent, and and that's that can be said for the mid tier teams in every in each conference. You know, inconsistent, um, and they do have some real talent though. You're going to see Nico Gaetan, uh, you know, former Argentine international, really great at Benfica, didn't work out at um, Atletico Madrid when he got his move there and then went to China, which is, as we see with a ton of players, it's not the answer. Money speaks, money uh, talks. Money talks, but he didn't last very long again and uh, finds him, finds himself over in Major League Soccer, which is great for the league. Um, and they do have a handful of other players that, uh, that you've got to be impressed with. So, again... Really CJ Sapong is one of those that, uh, if you're not... He, he's He's a lot like... Uh, Kaikmar in some ways that journeyman, if, it, yeah. And if you're not careful on set pieces, he's going to score a goal. Yeah, he's always yeah. got a goal, goal in him. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of uh, plenty of danger men when you look at uh, at uh, Chicago Fire. But again, I think it's a coaching issue. I know he's he's a, a long time Chicago man, Ponovich, but uh, I just don't think that he uh, he is the answer. And you know. No slight on him. I just don't think that for the money that has been spent uh, on that team and the wages that are spent on that team, if the shoe was on the other foot that was spent at Mike, Pe- Mike Pecky to spend that kind of money, I believe Mike would have been gone a long time ago. I don't think that would be tolerated by this ownership and by this this uh, front office. Interesting. These are the um, these are the games that scare me the most mm-hmm. um, when I put my fan cap on and not my media. Cap, but, is that uh, one the media cap right there? Uh, this is my uh, Tommy Peaky Blinders yeah. Tommy yeah, Shelby cap. Go. So there's a uh, there's a knife actually underneath. Uh, yep. Spen- he's talked a lot, so I might meet him out in the parking lot after. Easy. <laughs> Sorry, um, Tommy I, Shelby. He's a Peaky Blinders. If you haven't seen it, you ought to. Uh, yes. Not if you don't like blood, though. Uh, there's a lot of it. Um, New season's just finished. Commenced. Uh, just finished filming in uh, in England. So hopefully that'll be on Netflix soon. So it's. Worth one of my favourites. It is one of mine as well. Now, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yes. These are what, these are some of the games that scare me. Uh, because here's why. Uh, one, they're on the road. So mm. there are road games, right? And you're optimistic always going into a road game as, an, as, a, as a fan. But then, like, it... It doesn't always work out. So, and we've talked about this specifically Eastern Coast, East right. Coast road games where it's blow you you get blown out. It's like, ah, that was so poor. But at, but you kind of were expecting it, although you were at 
optimistic at the same time. These are the type of games where, yes, it's a road game, and yes, you're traveling a bit, but you sh- you know as an RSL fan that you should win this game. You are a better team than Chicago, whether you're playing at Rio Tinto Stadium or Seat Geek. That's a horrible name, yeah. by the way. Stadium. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, true. It shouldn't matter where they're playing. RSL have a have a deeper, more talented roster, um, and I think a better coached, quite frankly, than than what Chicago are. But just because it's away, you can never be so sure, can you? It's scary. These yeah. are the games that scare me. And a lot of times, you know, you look at the elements of playing at Rio Tinto Stadium and the altitude and. Uh, weather uh, can be a factor in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, Illinois, yeah. They uh, sorry, Bridgeview. Yeah, uh, I've seen Illinois. I've seen goals scored off corner kicks that were not intended right. to be shots. Wind, uh, you say just the wind. wind. The wind is a is a factor there, um, <clears throat> or I should say, can be a factor there. Right, um, it, and it's. Uh, it's one of those two that uh, the atmosphere in the stadium is can be so bleak at times. Quiet? Yeah. Um, and and those, uh, I remember talking to Ziggy Schmidt at one point when the, uh, Seattle was playing Chivas on the road. And his uh, <laughs> he, he said that those games were harder to play in than when you're in Portland or Kansas City where the fans are going crazy. Because there is no atmosphere, and you kind of have to create it on your own. It's eerie. Yeah. Scary. So, anyway, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Ben, were you about to talk? No. Good. Um, <laughs> no, what I, what, I was, what I was going to say, to be honest with you, yes. when you look at the Chicago team, the weirdest thing that's happening right now is Bastian Schweinsteiger is playing centre-back. Oh, he's playing centre-back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what... It's, it's I didn't bizarre, know that. yeah. He's, well, he's lost his legs, right? Does, his legs are gone. Does this coach know his real position? Yeah, I mean, you could play three in midfield and give him the legs and still benefit of having one of the world's best central midfielders to ever grace the football field. You're to, saying play him a little higher up and just yeah, yeah, have, have him. Have the legs, legs behind him. Uh, but that's uh, beside the point. Uh, and they'll be without Francisco Calvo as well, who's oh, at the nice. World Cup. Uh, and Costa Rica, Kapilof, is that right? The, yeah, Costa yeah. Rica. And Kapilov is, uh, they, I think they just sold Kapilov. I believe you. I mean, you're the man that that knows these things. It's on uh, but, and I said it with such confidence there, too. <laughs> we'll roll with it. Um, he's, yeah, he's just been sold. I don't know. I'll go look for you. Regardless, um, Maddie mentioned some sound that uh, we have available for you guys. So without further ado, this is uh, Mike Petke from Tuesday after practice. And uh, well, I think it brings up some an interesting point. Here it is. Uh, our press, uh, I think we do. We... we gotten so much better and done a better job at our movement to deny anything through but we never really um we never really find ourselves a great opportunity is to step up and then force a mistake or win a ball in a team's build out like i said we do well with denying a lot of the times but it's a very much back and forth across the field that we're shifting uh so that that's what we're focusing on and yes we're focusing on chicago but i want to focus on us as well um just as much if not more you know we, we do a lot of research into the teams we play and starting to think that maybe we do a little too much uh, on how they're going to play and what to expect from them and, and how we could adapt to them. We want to try to start making teams adapt to us as much as possible. So that's what we discussed during the break, and that's what uh, we're starting this week uh, on, on the road to Chicago. All right. Um, 
that was Mike Petke, obviously addressing the media, talking about how he's going to change his approach, or at least contemplate changing his approach to to games. And and the reason I brought this up was because I've never played professional soccer. I've never come close to playing professional soccer. But but I did play another sport at a kind of a high level, kind of not. You, you didn't know. make it to the NFL. Well, I signed a contract. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do have that check, huh? I got that check for uh, $87 somewhere. Guys, Tom, um, Tom is a very big deal when it comes to punters, just so you know. No, my point is my collegiate head coach, Carl Whittingham, who, who I'm sure, whether you like college football or not, people that listen to this podcast what probably know What a great set of cuffs, by the way. Um, he would always talk to us about In fact, every week he would make a point that... He, as a coach, is worried about what we do as players and not about what the other team is going to do. Because you, And, and again, I, I want to reiterate, the game of American football is so different than the game of soccer. Right, you can change strategy um, and in such different ways and, and, and strategy in the game of American football is different than the game in soccer. But I think the point is is worthwhile because at the same time the same philosophy philosophy exists he he would worry about his team almost entirely you know like 95% of the week leading up to the game was about Utah and not whoever we were playing that week and so i think if mike petkey decides to go down this route um i think it i think it'll be beneficial for for not only him as a coach but um but for the team because it and we've had this conversation in the past, you know, the identity of Real Salt Lake. What, what are they trying to play like? Who are they trying to trying to trying to look like out there? And and some people have their own opinions, but but I think Real Salt Lake need to worry about Real Salt Lake and not about what the other team's going to do. I think uh, I think Mike would agree with you. Um, he uh, kind of expounded on that a little bit on Off the Chest, his podcast with Brian Dunseth, right here on these same airwaves. Podcast waves, whatever. Uh, Microphones. Um, Stop sniffing and he, it. And he and he did kind of acknowledge that what they had done over the course of the last two years is give the team the game plan, their own game plan uh, for what they want to do, which is which is pretty consistent week to week. But he feels, in hindsight, like he's put too much emphasis on. Here's where this team's dangerous. Here's what uh, to watch for with with this particular player, that particular player, when they get the ball in this spot, things like that. Um, and after going through the pro coaching license, and I'm summarizing Mike here, um, uh, going through the pro coaching license last week um, and kind of throughout the conversations that he's had with his uh, assessors, I guess you'd call them, um, he's rethought that approach uh, not in the sense of he's not going to concern himself at all with what the other team does, but he's going to put less emphasis on that and more emphasis on what, uh, as you say, this team's identity is and what what makes this team dangerous. Here's another reason why I love I I really hope he he goes through and does this because you've got to put yourself in the shoes of a of a player, right? If you throughout the entire week. Are out on the pitch, and and let's say you play right back. Um, you're Aaron Herrera. You're constantly constantly being told this is what your opponent's going to do. This is how it's going to happen. These are the positions you have to stay in. 
And so you're worried about what they're going to do. Come game day, you're solely worried about what your what your opponent's doing. You're not worried about how you're impacting the game. If you can't ha- impact the game, your team's probably not going to win, or the chances at least go down. So focusing more on you as opposed to the op- opposition, I think, I mean, the psychology of it should tell you that your your team will play better if they can focus on what they're doing and the impact they're having on a game, as opposed to worrying about... And, and honestly, it's stuff they can't control. And, and to an extent, uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate on this, having that flexibility of playing multiple different ways can be beneficial too. Yes. I think, more to your point though, being kind of true to yourself and true to your own style and having confidence in what your style is can go a long way as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited that uh, I was really excited when I heard him talk about that. He also talked about a number of different things. So if you haven't heard it, um, at Real Salt Lake on on Twitter um, and at Facebook or at RSL.com to uh, to hear the interview. It was the one and only time we uh, we will hear Mike this week. Um, I'll be going down to practice tomorrow, but or training tomorrow, but they won't hear. Uh, Spenno, I mean, not Spenno, Matt, you can't talk about this, but uh, Spenno and I can briefly. There's not that much to it, but uh, reports came out that West Ham and Newcastle are interested in young Jefferson Savarino for apparently um, about seven, seven and a half US million US dollars. Seven, seven and a half million US Cents. dollars is that. Um, dollars. Dollars, Which yeah. is a big deal. It's pre- they're two it's Premier massive. League t- uh, teams. Listen, the, the the cool thing about this is that this has always been what Craig Weibel was talked about: attract young talent cheaply, better them as a player, and give them a platform to continue and build their career. That is the philosophy behind these young transfers. You see the all the uh, youth players coming through. There's going to be an opportunity uh, for Albert Savarino. Uh, sorry, yeah, for for Yefson Savarino. To possibly go to Europe, earn a cracking wage, and test himself at the highest level. And that's how it was sold to Albert Rusnak as well. And there's been interest in Albert Rusnak as well. It just hasn't been the right money at this moment in time. I, knock on wood, it doesn't happen soon, but I believe that Albert Rusnak is destined to go back to Europe. But the other, the other point here is, um, you know, as an RSL fan, you're probably thinking, like, losing somebody like Jefferson Savarino, who's <laughs> so good and so valuable... <laughs> You know that that's not that's not good for the team, but but it kind it kind of is because what happens is scouts start talking and they you know you start realizing agents start realizing with what's going on from from the academy all the way up to the first team at Real Salt Lake that this is a destination that a young player can go to play a half decent brand of of soccer. Uh, or at least the best brand of soccer you'll find in North America. Uh, you'll you'll travel, so you'll test yourself traveling a decent amount of miles. If you can if you can successfully accomplish that, you end up going to Europe and have no problem whatsoever. So my point is that young players should feel like they can come to Real Salt Lake, get the playing time they need, get a good experience, and then go to Europe. And sure, the competition will be harder, but the the travel side of things, the living should be easier. Yeah, I mean, you also look at the fact that we've watched two players that have got one come up from from South America and one that's come up from come over from Europe in in Savarino and and Albert Rusnak. They are now well, Albert Rusnak particularly is now a an almost shoe in at, uh, within the eleven for Slovakia when it comes to international soccer now. 
Jefferson Sarino a little bit later. He's a little bit younger, but now is a regular in the squad. Um, he's had a, 22. Had a cracking game against the U.S., cracking goal um, and, and really just put himself on, on the shelf and and as I said I said it beforehand it's going to be a, a philosophy that I think Real Salt Lake will, will uh, continue with if you want to compare it and fingers crossed this is how it works for Real Salt Lake you look at Ajax in, in Holland the absolute conveyor belt of players that they bring through or they buy cheap develop and then sell high or as I said they bring through the, the, the youth products they've if Matthias Delict goes to wherever he's going, and you've got Frankie de Jong that's already signed with um, with uh, Barcelona, that's two players that could feasibly get you $200 million that you've brought through your own academy. Well, that cost you an absolute fraction in wages and development. And I, that I think that's the, the way RSL will be right. heading as well. I... Th- IX system, you could argue, is it's going to take a while. Sure, because they've been doing it for years. But yeah, but IX system is, from a financial standpoint and an ownership standpoint, it's by far the best system in in the world. Probably, you know, when you when you compare them to other bigger teams like Barcelona or Real Madrid, I mean, those guys have a lot of money coming in, also have a lot of money going out. Anyway, um, it's a fascinating conversation. And Matt, you're uh, un- unfortunately well, you can you can well, I think I join. Think- it's just when you hear specific. rumors like this, and and that's not to lend any credence to them or not, but uh, you don't see those coming from bad teams or teams that don't develop players. Um, and and as you mentioned, that's a uh, you know the next nineteen twenty year old player from South America or Europe who wants an opportunity to prove himself at a high level um, and continue his development. I think can look at players like Savarino, players like. Corey Baird, for that matter, um, players like Albert Rusnak can see that not only can you uh, continue your development um, as a uh, to, on the path you are already taking, but m- take you know spurs off of that and 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 further develop in in ways that maybe you, you hadn't envisioned before, um, including maturation as a as a as a human because you you because things are set up so differently and and you've got to be able to adapt to different situations and whatnot major league soccer is has for a while now been um stereotyped into this conversation where uh, for a lot of people at least it's the final chapter of their playing career you know they they're going to go to major league soccer to to finish up playing but what's amazing to me too is how many players that has been the narrative for who've gone on to play for other teams in Europe again. Right. But my point is that these conversations, it, it's changing the way people oh, for are sure. thinking yeah. about Major League Soccer. And Major League Soccer wants that change in conversation. They don't want, although, you know, maybe 15 years ago they would have taken it, you know, sure, we'll bring David Beckham over just from a publicity standpoint. Nowadays, they'll still take players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, um, and and Wayne Rooney, but they also want the conversation to be: this is a league that's up and coming. It's very talented. It's challenging. And if you're a young player from South America or Europe, and you're not getting an opportunity, come over and have fun and and see where see where the world takes you, or see where the wind blows, if you will. Um, I think it's really cool, to be honest with you. But um, we're running out of time, so without further ado, let's uh, get into the predictions for Chicago. I don't have an order as to who's going first, so uh, who feels like going first? 
Good, great, grand, wonderful. Everybody get off the bus. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> Three nil. RSL. Don't know how it's going to happen. Don't know who's going to score, but I reckon that coaching clinic from Mike mm. Petke last week is going to go a long way. Who's getting a yellow card? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> You're getting a yellow. Yeah, that's a good yellow point. Uh, Everton Louise is getting a yellow if he starts because <laughs> he gets a yellow every week, and I love him for it. Oh, I can't wait for him to sign permanently. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, he's a menace. Uh, Spen, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, two, the two. two two. All right, I like it. Matt? I got two one. RSL, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Trev, I'm going two nil RSL. A big chip on their shoulder after what's been happening the last few weeks. Uh, and then coming off we the break. We didn't want an explanation, Trevor. For crying out loud, I just wanted the score prediction. <laughs> Bloody hell. You know what? You, you already get to talk enough. I don't need to hear from you. I want to talk Trevor, a little he's bit. he's just saying that for a no, reaction. No, I want to justify myself. <laughs> all right. Okay. okay. Uh, that's all she wrote. We appreciate you listening. Trev, can you stop it? Um, well, you know that, that TV show where it gets like crazy every time? What's it called? Uh, Studio C. <laughs> I wish I had the name anyway. That crappy comedy show on BYU TV. It's terrible. Sorry if you like Studio C, guys. Sorry. I no, didn't mean to crappy out loud. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I um, The show should be wrapped up by it. now, and it's not, so I'm not doing my job. We appreciate you in all seriousness. Same time, same place. Next week, rsl.com, kslsports.com for all the latest. Goodbye. If you see Tom, Stop. ask him about the Turn golf cart. Turn the mics off. <laughs> <laughs>